Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Why have I not made the amount of money that I feel like I deserve to make? I've put in the work. I don't understand it. Why why are other people making more money than me that I don't feel like are quite as good? What, what am I doing wrong? How do I do this business? Is there something that I'm doing dramatically wrong? Am I just not cut out for network marketing? These are all questions that most of us ask. These are all questions that many of you have probably asked yourself. These are questions that people in your organizations continually ask themselves. Whether they're saying it to you out loud or not, it's important that you understand this for you or maybe you're past that. Maybe it's important that you understand this to be able to communicate better to your organizations. As I always say, good leaders have vision, but you want to become a great leader, you need to learn how to communicate vision. So we're always paying attention to what everything's doing, what everybody's doing, exactly what they're saying. So my first question is to you, have you ever felt that way before? Did you ever feel that way when you started a network marketing? You just wondered, hey, how come I'm not making more than I feel like I deserve? I'm thinking my first December, I've been in the business five months. I've been doing this business full time and I go out and I'm doing everything I possibly can. I had over 10,000 minutes on my phone. Everything was just phone. It was on my phone, phone, phone. I'm meeting with people in person. I haven't watched TV at all, not even for one minute during my entire first five months of network marketing. And it's coming to December and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I'm texting as well. I had over 10,000 texts. So it's phone calls, texts meeting with people. I'm doing everything I possibly can. This is about a decade ago. And I'm going to crush this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I don't care if people say that December can be slower. I'm going to break through that. I'm going to make it happen. And my very first December, I work over 80 hours a week doing this full time. And my check, my paycheck was less than $400. Less than $400. Now you want to put that in perspective? Less than $400, I would have made more money working for McDonald's. I would have been rich compared to what I made working in network marketing. I would have been wealthy. I would have made, put that in perspective, I would have made a lot more money working minimum wage for McDonald's doing anything else. Now I think this is important to understand as I'm going to go in through a couple of these different tips that I want each and every single one of you to understand because you may say, like I said at the beginning, what am I doing wrong? How come I'm not making more money? And the first thing, the very first thing to understand it is, what was your first job? Because I want to relate to this. What was your first job that you remember? Um, this will be fun to see where everybody's beginnings were. What was your very first job? So tip number one that you have to understand is I'm giving you my story right there. Big, big tip. You've got to know the delay. What's the delay? Here's the quote that I always gave, give that... I came up with about nine years ago, almost 10 years ago. Compensation always catches up to skill set and effort, but it is almost always delayed. Compensation always catches up to skill set and effort, but it is almost always massively delayed. Did you hear that? Massively delayed. So we go and we work and we work and we work and we work and we work. And then we get paid. And I've heard this before and I love it in the network marketing. And then it's you work, 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 get paid, get paid. And then it's work, 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 get paid, get paid, get paid. And then it's work, work, get paid, get paid, get paid. 
And then it's work, work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. And then eventually it's work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. In the beginning, it can be the most underpaid business. But in the end, it can become the most overpaid business. Put that in perspective. Rich people think long-term, poor people think short-term. That's spiritually, financially, physically, mentally. That's in all aspects of life. you got to have a rich person's mentality. You're used to having a job. I was used to having a job where, hey, you do X, you get paid Y. You do Y, you get paid Z. Well, network marketing, it's like, hey, where's my money? I just put in my time. Where is it? Where is it? We're used to instant gratification. We don't understand delayed gratification. We say we do, but we don't. I know for me, even though I consider myself an entrepreneur, I'm getting in there and I'm freaking out, right? Because I got a family I'm providing for. Ten years ago, I've got two kids. My wife and I are supporting house cars. I went all in way too soon in network marketing. Went full-time way too soon. That's a story for another day. And I'm getting my butt kicked. And so as I'm getting my butt kicked, I'm just wondering, am I cut out for this? Can I do this entrepreneurial thing? And yes, we're going to get into tips number two and three. So we go through this real quickly. I think it's important you understand this in insight. And I think that it's also really important that your teams understand these insights, right? So we go to tip number two. Tip number two is the next story is I went and I was a monster recruiter. And the very first month when I say it was a monster monster as far as recruiting is I couldn't present in front of anybody, but I did a really good job of just sharing it to people, sharing it, inviting people. And so I do that and I would go, 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 go share. So I recruited a lot, even though I wasn't really a monster recruiter, my numbers looked like I was. And so I ended up recruiting my very first month. I sponsored 31 people and that was at about $1,700 package. This was 10 years ago. So I go and I crush it and I crush it and I do all this. And again, I couldn't present. I was so bad at presenting. So what do I do after that? Month two, I go in and what do I think? Well, if they just do what I did, right? If they just do what I did, then in the back of my mind, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be wealthy. That's why I quit my job too soon. I was a complete idiot. But I quit thinking everybody's just going to do what I did, or at least a couple of people are going to do what I did. Well, what happened was, is my lack of recruiting duplicated. Remember, whatever you do well duplicates, sometimes whatever you do poorly almost always duplicates. I've learned this with my kids. I've learned this in network marketing as well. My kids pick up on all my bad habits and unfortunately they only pick up on a a couple of my good habits. So it's helped me to become a lot better. So you have to understand for tip number two as I'm going into this, what we try to do in network marketing is we're always doing a little, some of us never do the work. We sponsor one or two people. The other times what we do is we do the recruiting month one and then we just say if everybody just does what I do. And we're all looking for the person that's going to do the work. Instead of us doing the work. And that's what happens in network marketing is it's the whole, I just get two and they get two and they get two and they get two. And in the end, you're not treating this like a real business. You don't realize it, but you're treating it like net lottery ticket marketing. Think about that. You're not treating it like network marketing. You get in and it's like, you know, you're here for them and you're in management mode. And that's tip number two. If you didn't catch on already, we get in management mode. And even for me, even though I became a top recruiter, I kept going in and out of management mode. And I had to get out of management mode. And for you, I promise you, every single one of you gets in management mode. I know, I've never met anybody who doesn't get in management mode at some point. So you have to find a way to stay out of management mode because if you don't recruit, your lack of recruiting is duplicating in your business. Think about that. 
So the best thing that you can do, no, literally, this is the best thing that you can do. And, and tell me, just, just this time, if you've been in management mode, everybody's been in management mode, even the best recruiters I know. They always go in and out of management mode. So tip number two, you got to get out of management mode. So do you know the best thing that you can do before I go into tip number three? You know how you can be the best supportive upline? Because everybody gets in and they're in management mode and they think they're the supportive upline. And it's like, hey, hey, Julie, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Just call me if you need anything. I'm here to help you. You need anything at all? I'm here. Here's these videos and that sort of thing. Come on. Everybody does that. We can do that. But you got to go to the next level. Everybody can do that. When I tell people, that's that's like sending somebody right away when they start, when you're just there, you're that supportive person, but you're not actually recruiting or helping them recruit. That's like getting them in an airplane. They've never flown the airplane before. And you say, here's the training manual. Here's the videos. I'm here for you. Just call me if you need anything. Good luck flying the airplane. Are you kidding me? They're scared out of their minds. They've never flown an airplane. It's the same thing they started network marketing. They're scared out of their minds to talk to brand new people. But we're here for them. We're a supportive upline. You want to be a supportive upline? You want to be a supportive leader? This is the very best thing that you can do. Go recruit a lot of people. And you may say, well, what do you mean? Well, this is what it's going to do. When you recruit a lot of people, it's going to create this synergy and this fire. Now, all of a sudden, it's the whole Ralph Waldo Emerson, what you do speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you say. So now all of a sudden they're thinking, wow, this is what you're doing. You're recruiting. So this is what I need to do. Then all of a sudden now what they're doing is now there's this new synergy and new energy. Because if you're not recruiting and you're calling everybody, hey, I'm here. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you so much. And then all of a sudden you haven't recruited anybody in two months and your organization is stagnant. Well, guess what? Now all of a sudden they're going to be thinking the exact same thing. They're going to feel like the business isn't happening. And then they're going to feel like you're desperate and you need them. The second they feel like you need them is the second they actually do less. They need to feel like, oh, this is happening with or without me. I need to make this happen. There's a big wave there and I better get in the water and I better start paddling or else I'm not going to catch that amazing wave. I'm going to be there and I'm going to sit on the sidelines telling everybody, oh yeah, that one time my friend surfed that wave and it was absolutely amazing. Don't be that person. Don't be the person that's just the looky-loo that's sitting on the sidelines you want to be the best supportive upline there is in the world? Then go recruit a ton of people. That's the best. You probably have tons of calls and systems and Facebook groups and recognition that's crazy supportive for them. And you're still there for them. But go recruit a lot of people if you want to be that supportive upline. That's the best thing that you can do. So I hope that that's so far making sense to all of you. We're going to get right in here. Um, but tip number three, I think this is also a, a really important one. When I started out network marketing, eventually I started knowing how to do it. I got better eventually at communicating. I got better at sharing the plan with people. I got better at inviting, following up, closing. I got better, better, better. So then what did I do? I started doing everything for everybody. And this is, this is huge for you. So this took me about three years to actually learn this. And I knew it, but I didn't, you don't really know it until you actually do it. So I started doing the presentation. Why? Because I'd spent a year and I was better than them at presenting. They were probably a lot better than me naturally because I was so bad at presenting when I started this business. But I started presenting and I started doing everything. I started doing every op call. You start doing every webinar. You start doing every meeting. You start doing every single thing you possibly can. I started doing everything I possibly could thinking I was that supportive upline. I really thought that. But this is where I screwed up. And hopefully you learn this quicker than me. This is where I screwed up masters. So just learn from my mistakes. I hope this is valuable for you and your teams. 
I finally transferred or transitioned from being a follower to being a leader. And I was a leader. But here's the problem. This is why I, my money, my income just capped. I was a leader of followers. And yes, I became a pretty good leader of followers. So at the beginning, my followers, maybe on average, were a four. And then eventually, maybe a five trickled in with some sixes and sevens. I was not a leader of leaders. If you still have the same people running your trainings, if you still have the exact same people running your opportunity, webinars, calls, whatever your secret sauce system is that you're using, three months from now, four months from now, five months from now, you are still a leader of followers. You want to transition into becoming a leader of leaders. So right now, maybe you're a follower, and at the beginning, you need to become a great follower. Leaders, great leaders, were once great followers. So at the beginning, yeah, you do everything you can. You say, well, Rob, how do I transition to a leader? Well, at the beginning, just ask. Ask if you can do more. Ask if you can help maybe with a presentation. Ask, ask, ask. Try to do more and more and more so you can learn and you can transition into that person. For me, it felt so uncomfortable presenting, but I kept asking. And I would tell my mentor and I would tell the people I'd work with, I'm like, look, I'm not that good. I know that. But I need to do this so that I can become good. So at the beginning, maybe it's just a testimonial. Ask. Then if you become that leader of followers, what you need to do is you need to transition. Maybe invite your teams, the brand new person, to share their story. Because people resonate a lot more with not the crazy successful stories. It's with the newest person. They resonate way more. I understand the big crazy successful stories add validity. But you need to make sure you're doing that. So then what you do is you start asking them to help you. And then eventually what you're doing is, is how you support them is you go and validate. My mentor... Everybody went to go see him. He's made now over $30 million. It's about 10 years ago. At that time, it was $20 million. Everybody goes to Vegas to see this guy. There's about almost 100 people in there. And maybe there were 70, but it felt like 100 to me. So I show up, and everybody's there to see him. And he puts me up there. And I'd only been in the business for a couple months. I think it was my second month, actually, in the business. And he puts me up, and he says, he introduces me that I'm doing the whole presentation. And I thought, everybody's here to see you. And he said, guess what? He said, you can't make me the issue. If you want to become a leader of leaders and you want leverage and you want to make serious income, then you need to make sure, you need to make sure that you don't make me the issue. You can't ever make your upline the issue. You need to become the face of your organization. You need to become the brand where everybody doesn't just say that I'm the upline is what he's saying. Then he starts saying it's you. And eventually then he starts saying your downline is the upline. So you can't always make it about me. So I get up, I do the presentation. After what he does is he just covered what I missed for five minutes. And he taught me exactly what to do and how to do that. And even still, it took me three years to actually integrate and implement because I wanted to go so fast and make so much money that I was strangling people. I was doing everything. Sometimes you got to take two steps backwards in order to go five steps forwards. When I taught tennis, I'd all, all the time I would teach adults. And these adults would come to me and they say, hey, Rob, I want to get better. And they had hit the, the tennis ball a certain way, maybe a thousand times a certain way, maybe 10,000 times. So when I taught them this new forehand, backhand, this new serve, now all of a sudden they're thinking in their minds, well, Rob, I'm worse now. Well, of course you're worse. You've done the wrong way thousands and tens of thousands of times. But if you can have a vision of going backwards two steps, then you can go forwards five, six, seven, eight steps. And this is, and hopefully you guys are getting value. This is the last big important story I'm going to give you. So I'm in the industry for years and years and years. And I'm going on this another run. I'm going to go on this relaunch. I'm going to go on this just big huge recruiting binge is what I thought in my mind. And then I thought, no, I got to be better at tap rooting. So I take this one organization and I work with them. And within 
um, a month, we had done $200,000 in new sales with just one person. I'd only recruited one person. And the reason is, is because what I did is I taproomed. All I did is I focused on that new person. And so this is the lesson for you. When people say, well, when am I recruiting? When am I in management mode? If your organization is not putting you in front of new people, this is important. If they're not putting you in front of new people, you've got to be talking to new people. If you aren't talking to brand new people, you are in management mode. You need to track how many new people you're talking to. So if your team's putting you in front of crazy amounts of new people and you're taprooting and you're diving deep into the organization, well, great. Then I consider that a good supportive upline. But if they're not putting you in front of new people and you aren't willing to reach out to new people and all you're doing is just hanging out, that's it. And you're like, hey, what are you doing today? What are you doing today? And you keep banging, you know, you keep calling them every single day, reaching out, texting them, voice messages on Messenger, then you are in management mode. And so for me, I learned that. And so for me, when I started, yeah, I was ready to call as many people as possible. And, and I got better at, at helping people. I became a talent extractor of getting the newest person to get me in front of new people right away. And I did that. But if they weren't getting me in front of new people, I thought, I'm going to match your energy. If you go slow, I'm going to go slow. If you go fast, I'm going to go fast. But I would match their energy. And if they weren't putting me in front of new people, then I knew it was up to me to take responsibility in my business. I knew it was up to me to make it happen. And I couldn't just be there managing, relying on everybody else to go do the work. I knew I needed to become better and I needed to go find better people. And that's exactly what you need to do in this business so you can stay out of management mode. I hope that that was helpful for you. I hope that's helpful for your team teams. I hope that gives your teams leverage. I hope that gives your teams maybe saying the same things you're already saying with just different words, different communication. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.